Whether you're the first doctor, the second doctor, the third doctor, the fourth doctor, the fifth doctor, the sixth doctor, the seventh doctor, the eighth doctor, the ninth doctor, the tenth doctor, the eleventh doctor, the twelfth doctor, or the thirteenth doctor. Yes, this intro was a cop-out. Welcome to A Bad Case of Loving Who, the Christmas slash New Year special. I'm Thomas and with me is just some bloke wandering around, putting everything right when it goes wrong. It's Chris. Hi, Chris. That's me, yes. So I was um, talking about fonts earlier. Yeah, we, we've got a font here in, in, in our communication window that you don't like. Is yes. It's, yeah, I wish I could fix it, but unfortunately it's, it's a problem I can't fix. It's just going to be in your face upsetting you this whole episode. So if you I get know, particularly angry or upset, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yep, exactly. Wow. It's going to bug me for... Yeah, probably. Can we, like, switch um, producers for the next series so oh. that I don't have to look at this font again? Sure. Maybe maybe we can... Maybe we'll both be replaced, uh, <laughs> actually, since, you yep. know, a whole new cast and Get everything. Get a whole we'll... new female cast. Yes, that's right. Uh, later 2018, A Bad Case of Loving Who will sound very different. Uh, okay, could get quite interesting this episode, lots to talk about, uh, so we'll probably fly through a lot of stuff, um, because there's so much, so much, um, but basically, we've got the 2017 Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time, yep. which we've both seen. Indeed. <laughs> well, worth I've checking. I've seen it twice. I, I have seen it twice as well. I just rewatched it today to... Yes, I've rewatched it yesterday. Great. Yeah, I got a bit worried that I'd, you know, forgotten <laughs> what it was. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but it is written for the final time by Stephen Moffat, departing showrunner, and directed by Rachel Talale, one of our favourites over mm-hmm. the years, I'm pretty sure. Did. She always seems to direct the, the big event special episodes. Yes, I have uh, no surname Hmm. Uh, here's the IMDb synopsis. It's very simple. The Twelfth Doctor, still refusing to change, goes on a last adventure with the First Doctor. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? But very simple. Kind of suits the episode, which is much more simple than I expected. Um, Indeed. So, just starting kind of basic plot-wise, uh, what did you think of the story here? Which is basically that we've just got the Twelfth Doctor and the First Doctor, both not wanting to change, and... They just have a little adventure, uh, which is very simple, and we'll get to uh, the villainish stuff in a second. Well, do you want to get to the villainish stuff now? Because I think it's it's hard to say what I thought of the episode without mentioning, let's say, the lack of villain. Yeah, yeah, because sure. Fair call. I thought without without the villain. It was just a basic hi, hello, um, sort of a in between type thing. Not really, not really stopping anywhere to have an adventure. Just in between one thing and the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I I guess is maybe kind of by design, hey, because time yeah. stops. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> this whole episode, nothing is really happening, just spending a bit of time with the characters. But yeah, uh, let's let's 
also bring in um, so there's the glass woman uh, and testimony where uh, they're saving the memories of the dead and it turns out it's not an evil plot it's just something kind of nice going on in the galaxy which is which is quite nice for the final Capaldi and Moffat episode there's kind of no villain bit unusual it is unusual um but at the same time because there was no villain i didn't really feel a sense of fear or dread Mm. um i mean they do visit dalek and you don't get revealed that testimony is good until later on so Mm. they try and keep the suspense going but at the end of Day, it's still not really that suspenseful, especially the second time. Yeah, I totally agree. It's an interesting twist on, yes. on the, the Doctor Who kind of story, but it, you know, it's not very exciting. <laughs> no. Uh, but it could have um, future ramifications, I think. Right. Do you mean like because the doctor might kind of be more uh, uh, maybe less assumptive that everything is evil in the future? No, I was more meaning that anyone can really come back if they want. Mm, yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> in a, in another way, yeah, it's probably many ways that everyone can come back. And um, uh. also the fact that. Um, Though we do see Bill Potts there, doesn't mean that she's now dead. Yeah, that's that's a bit interesting. Or, or doesn't mean that in the future they go and collect her memories and bring them back. Yeah, because maybe in in from the Doctor's kind of out of time sense of perspective, uh, testimony has everyone's memories. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is interesting. Hmm. Um, and and like you mentioned, we we come across even a Dalek in this episode, but even yeah. that isn't isn't scary because it's the one good Dalek, Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Rusty, um, which they were building up to a lot, kind of for a while before he was revealed. Uh, and I just I, d- I don't think it really warranted that much build up. I no. kind of. I didn't really remember who Rusty was and no. didn't much care. <laughs> yeah, the the um the joke about the Daleks coming out of the shell I'm mm. pretty sure I got that straight away and it yeah. wasn't really that funny anyway. Yeah, and it also it's weird that they're just suddenly bringing up this idea that the Daleks have this hive mind and uh, the universe's biggest source of information. I don't... Uh, no, I thought the hive mind was pretty well established. Right, but that that it's good for information on Yeah, everything, okay. Yep. It's a bit... Well, it's just... I don't like the hyperbole of it either. Just that <laughs> this is the the greatest source of information ever. Like, yeah. I just feel like that, that library was pretty good in season four. Indeed. <laughs> A lot of books. Indeed. <laughs> oh, well. They have scary books as well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. We see the Daleks outside of their shells a little bit. Um, 
and mm. they do the face hugger thing. I thought um, that Mark Gatiss was going to have a chest burster after <laughs> that because it was very alien. <laughs> they actually move very fast, I thought. Yeah, have we seen them do that before? No, I don't believe we have. Usually they're just immobile slugs. Yeah, and even in their um, their armor, they're very slow moving. Yeah, and because w- remember that season eight, I think episode "Kill the Moon." Uh, there were face huggery things there, I think, on the moon, but they weren't Daleks, I believe. I'm sorry, I can't remember that. <laughs> that is totally fair. That is, I I don't even remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, so shall we also discuss the first Doctor, of course? Um, kind of one of the most showy and interesting parts of the episode. David Bradley is playing the first Indeed. Doctor. Um. How'd you think it went? Um, I think it went quite well, actually. Hmm. Because um, he didn't feel out of place as the Doctor, but at the same time he felt um, like he was from 50 years ago. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, and he's... he's uh He's certainly very different to Peter Capaldi's Doctor, which is nice. Um, yeah. He's got a very definite style. That hat is so cool. <laughs> mm. And he's always grasping the edge of his um, jacket. Mm, yes. yes. Yeah, and um, he... I, I do wish he was slightly less kind of put in... For a while, he felt like he was just shoved into the companion role. Um, mm. and just kind of made fun of, but um, but that was only a bit. It, he did get moments to shine. So yeah, I was yeah. impressed overall by it too. Uh, it was amazingly like um, tonally uh, genuine, like you said. It felt yeah. it really did feel like the first Doctor. Mm. Um, and that kind of brings me to remember all the humour in this episode. There's a lot of jokes. There I are. felt it was particularly jokey. And i got to say, not a lot of it landed for me. I was just a bit um, slightly cringing and rolling my eyes for a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand that the um, dynamics of, um, of um, gender equality back in the 60s, I understand that it was very outdated, but mm. I'm not sure they need to make jokes about it. Yeah, kind of a lot of jokes about it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And then, yeah, Bill perfectly gets in on it. and Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot, isn't it? Yes. Um, oh, well. But that's fine. Um, mm. How about Mark Gatiss as... Uh, Lethbridge Stewart's ancestor. Indeed. When or father. Do we, how does the timing uh, work out? I, does father work? Uh, I would say grandfather. Yeah, could be. Yeah, maybe grandfather. How? Yeah. Wait. Lethbridge Stewart isn't that old in... Are in we talking about the Lethbridge Stewart 
captain the... from like the eighties. That's right. It's the eighties, so it's got to be grandfather. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. And then the, the woman we saw in, Dave the Doctor, would be great granddaughter. Yes, sounds right. I can't. Oh, and we're getting the whole family lineage over time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but but what did you make of him as a World War One soldier? Um, played a very very good World War One soldier, I thought. Mm. And um, he looked completely out of step. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed him. He's uh. It was a good character, very sweet, um, and mm. I enjoyed the whole World War One situation as well. Probably one of my favourite yes. parts of the episode, oh. um, and how it, it it resolves as well with the Christmas armistice. That's yeah, very nice, just very nice. Um, I'm sure you know my favourite part of that, but football. We saw a football and they were kicking the football. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> uh, it's a nice touch from one of the soldiers there. Ah, uh, great. I think he was German. Right. I was speaking of nice touches from German soldiers. <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> it's a weird intro. Um, uh, when I was looking on IMDb, I noticed that. The German soldier, I believe the main German soldier who's in the pit uh, facing off with Lethbridge Stewart is um, Toby Whithouse, a writer on Doctor Who who's done many episodes um, such as School Reunion and Vampires of Venice and many more. So that's a cool little tidbit. Yeah, indeed. Mm. I was wondering if they got an actual German to play that that role. Yeah, yeah. More Toby Whithouse. Is he German? Um, I don't Whithouse. know. But he probably at least knows one line of German. No, he he's an now. English actor, so uh, he was just. He was acting, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> How disappointing. Sorry. Yes. Um. Companions. Shall we go into companions? So Bill, so, yeah, uh, Bill. As, as we've mentioned, is back, but not the real Bill, but pretty much the real Bill, but yeah. not. <laughs> um, and she was just her usual self, I suppose? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Did you... I heard... Oh, this is only rumour, I think, but I heard that this episode initially did not have Bill in it, but then they s- saw that audiences were liking her in, in season 10 and wrote her in. Um, right. Yeah, which which makes me wonder what the episode was like before that. But It does. Because she's in a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's certainly interesting. Um, yeah, Bill's fine yeah. Uh, from my point of view. I Totally fine. Totally fine. Um... My question about refers to the memory thing itself and um, whether we just get memories or do we like with what we saw get a bit of personality too. 
Mm, like, like what exactly is is she made of? Uh, the well, is it testimony? just the memories? Mm. So just the knowledge, or um, personality as well. Right. Well, well, it seems like the maybe the personality just comes from the memories. Mm-hmm. In this case, but um, uh, like you said, it will be interesting if the testimony stuff returns. Yes. Probably not. Or well, I'd assume not, mm-hmm. since all these writers are leaving and stuff. But yeah, I'd assume not. But you never, you never know. know. Hey, uh, you never know. Jinx. Um, great. How about Clara? So uh, that was a surprise. That was a nice little surprise. Looks like, um, yeah, I, I do wonder if, she, like, she, she probably wasn't there shooting together with, with Peter Capaldi, was she? It looked like she was just on a green screen somewhere else. Yeah. She was busy, but um, but still, n- nice to see her. It was a nice little yep. moment. Indeed. Um, and uh, although there's all this stuff about, well, now the Doctor remembers Clara, you know, or whatever, because remember... <laughs> I forgot that he forgot about her. It's all just... Uh, it's all very confusing to me. <laughs> uh, she forgot? Or, no, he forgot. He forgot, like, even who she is. Is this the, um... With the diner? Yeah, yeah, with the diner and all that. But then, didn't he remember something in that episode? I forget. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Joke's on me. Uh. Uh, man, we need to watch <laughs> season eight. No, nine was. Yeah, nine. Season no, nine. Yeah, nine. <laughs> okay. Oh well. Um, but I guess everything's back to normal. We can remember yep. Clara again. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay. Just like that. That's good. So you can stop worrying. Good. Also, Nardole. Yes, Nardole was Nardole was good. Yeah, they good to see. They got his hair wrong. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, that was. How could you not notice? That really stood out. Uh, um, ah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was great to have a little moment with him because he's got a very different dynamic to all the other characters. Uh, yeah, very. Yeah, a bit of. Bit of banter between him and the doctor. Mm. Great the to see. Lightens the mood. Yeah. And then Peter Capaldi goes off and regenerates. Um, this was probably my biggest concern with the episode. Mm-hmm. It took way too long for him to regenerate. You thought his his monologue was too long. Yes. Hmm. It was pretty yeah. long. <laughs> it just um, it just seemed to detract from the whole episode. I thought. Ah, really? So I thought with um, with first doctor going back to what, um, going back to his regeneration, and then it just um, it, from there, to Capaldi finally going, it felt like it was. It was way too long and drawn out. Mm. Even though the cameos by Nardole and Clara, they were nice. But. Yeah. 
I, I agree it felt pretty drawn out and slow and this is even in comparison to like you know David Tennant spent half an hour visiting people but that didn't feel yeah. drawn out because it was checking in with so many characters mm. um, but yeah I, I, I maybe didn't have as much of an issue with it as you but um, it was a nice little speech and then he regenerates it suppose. was a nice speech yes. apart I'm from not the saying that um, it was bad the yeah. speech I'm just saying I felt they could have done it a bit quicker mm-hmm just like a lot of the other humor, uh, I just, I struggle to understand a lot of the the quips, like like he says in that speech, never eat pears. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm feeling increasingly distant from those quips. I'm like, what what does that even mean? That's just so out of nowhere. Uh, I well, don't I find it funny like anymore. Jim the fish. Yeah, uh, well, Jim the fish at least is <laughs> just funny. <laughs> <laughs> but never eat pears. I don't get it. I don't get it. Could be like Why not eat pears? Fingers and custard. Yeah. Because oh, there's nothing course. wrong with a good pear. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um, mm. Maybe in the next episode, Jody Whittaker will just eat a pear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Okay, so he he regenerates. He does a regeneration. It's interesting when it's a big one and when it's a little one, hey? Because yeah. Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi was just pop. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, but maybe that's because the showrunner was staying the same. But when it's a big one, it's like... <laughs> yeah. We're destroying the TARDIS, we're out of here, all of that kind of stuff. Um, Although in fairness... The most of the distraction of the TARDIS is caused by Jody. <laughs> Just by pressing one button. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so there's Jodie Whittaker. She's surprised and excited to see that she is Jodie Whittaker and <laughs> presses one button, everything explodes, and she falls out of the TARDIS. How did you yes. like that? I thought that was like, that line was just um how do I put this brilliant <laughs> perfect yes <laughs> yeah and it was I found it pretty exciting the o- my mm. I really enjoyed the scene the only negative is I just wish it was more different to Matt Smith's first scene like yeah pretty similar indeed yes um yeah. But Matt Smith did have a longer monologue there. Yeah. And I thought Jodie Whittaker just basically summed it up very well in those two words. Yeah, and that was good. And I did like how she face-planted the floor when everything (laughs) fell apart. Um, That was fun. And then she's falling out of the TARDIS. I like what this might... And the TARDIS disappears. Yeah, and it all looks like it's going up in flames, hey? Yes. There's even flames going up the tube in the middle. It's like, really, it's not not good. (laughs) Mm. Um, But I like what her falling out of the TARDIS there could imply for the next season. Like, we might have the Doctor with no TARDIS for a while, which would be Mm -hmm. very different Mm -hmm. and interesting. Indeed. 
Yes, maybe she needs to steal another one. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Might help to um, literally ground the show a bit. Hmm. Yeah. I think the last episode we were talking about how this, um, uh, with Jodie Whittaker coming in, how the gender equality back in the, um, back in the 50s and even going back further when they do episodes from the 1700s and 1800s how that sort of dynamic would come into things Mm. Um, but if she's out without a TARDIS then it really doesn't matter because she's going to be in this time frame yeah on earth Uh, Mm. presumably where were yeah. they? Yeah, hopefully they were still over Earth. <laughs> yeah. Although, personally, I would mind if they go to the planet where the blue guys are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just a whole season of just Jodie Whittaker and tons of blue people. <laughs> They'd probably use up all of the BBC money on makeup. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. We can dream. All that blue paint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just the the BBC producers look at the budget for season eleven, and they're like, "Wait, well, wait! There's no money here for special effects or anything. It's all just in for blue paint." <laughs> oh well, if that's what they need. Yep. But yes, it's looking very exciting. Um, I just hope that's my main thing. I hope it's it's quite different and fresh. I feel like we really need a big change at the moment. It's in a, in, in, a, in a lot of ways become quite repetitive and stale, uh, Doctor Who, actually. And I just want it to be really different. Mm. Yes, I feel they um, tried to do that at the start of this season. Mm. Um, but, yeah, maybe they could have just waited a season. Yeah. Yeah, well, um few other little things about this episode then. Uh, I, I want to point out, I, I did really enjoy how they linked in the first Doctor's episode, the 10th yep. the planet. Yes, uh, indeed. And, and, yeah, when it went into that episode at the start and the end, uh, yep. that was really cool. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and the music in this episode so i just i just saw before that i think it's like pretty sure now murray gold that's it he's gone right which makes me a bit of a farewell for him as well yeah which just makes me ridiculously sad even though we've known it's coming and he's done it for so long (laughs) he should go probably uh it just it's really hard not to be sad by that because it's yep. been so long, so much great music. But mm-hmm. this episode, it really was like a, a best of Murray Gold send-off for him. Um, yep. Let me list off some of the things I, I managed to catch on my second watch. Um, so we get um, the Doomsday theme from Season 2. We get the 10th, 11th and 12th Doctor's themes. We get, I believe, a bit of the Gallifrey theme. I'm not certain on that one. We get the Vale theme from 
David Tennant's uh, regeneration. We get the ninth Doctor's theme several times, including when Jodie Whittaker appears. Uh, we get Bill's theme, Clara's theme, the Heaven Sent theme, and more that I didn't note down. Uh, right. So, That's pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun. <laughs> as well as, of course, there's new stuff in there that I, I'm not familiar with. So, yep. yeah, great, but sad. But, um, uh, oh, well, what a great 13-year mm. run. Yep. And, and more good news... I just saw before that they're finally going to release the season nine soundtrack uh, really soon. <laughs> no, it's only been like a year. No, yeah. two years. Oh, like two years, yeah. Season nine. Yeah, well then yeah. hopefully they get onto season 10 and stuff. But it yep. looks like they're, they're making up for it. The season nine soundtrack is going to be four discs and Ooh. one whole disc is just the music from Heaven Sent. So. Oh. That's pretty fantastic sounding. Mm. Um, anything else about this episode? Um, and and then final thoughts on the this episode. Um, this episode, um, I thought the coloring and all the visual effects were just taken to another level. Mm. That's right. There was that, which we saw in the trailer, the, the mm. time vortex, um, which is only one short shot of the TARDIS. Oh, no, maybe a couple of short shots of the TARDIS yeah. flying through the time vortex, but they've really done it up. It looks mm. amazing. bit more colour, I feel. Yeah. A few more blacks and whites and all mixed together. Yeah. Mm. It's really nice. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah, and the, and the episode as a whole? As a whole? Again, going back to what I said at the start, it didn't really feel like it was... Uh, sort of like a... Um, uh, we start here and we've got to get here. Not really doing too much, but... A reasonable journey, I might. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, it was yeah much more slight than I expected, especially because we kind of wondered if Stephen Moffat's final episode would be extremely momentous and twisty, mm. and it definitely was not. It was no. quite simple, straightforward, and yep. gentle, um, mm. and just fine. I really didn't like it that much, but it was fine. <laughs> yeah, and I got to remember it's a Christmas episode as well, and usually yeah. I'm not a huge fan of those. So that's mm. it's 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 all fine, no problems with me. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing mm. as that that brings us to the end of an era in many with ways, Capaldi and Moffat, God, yeah, and and a, probably a bunch of producing stuff we don't know yeah. about and stuff. Um, let's, let's have a, a little, a little look back, a little nostalgic look back at, at the time that it's been since 2010-ish, 2010, I believe. Um, 2010 New Year's Day was when, um, yeah, Tenant regenerated into Smith. Ah, good times. 
<laughs> um, so we're going to do favorite Matt Smith episode and favorite Peter Capaldi episode. So um, I gave you a very quick warning before we started recording that I would ask yeah. you this. But um, let's start with favorite Matt Smith episode. Um, I'll, shall I go first? I'll go first. Yes. <laughs> so for me, I was... I had a little think about it and I, I thought it'd be something f- uh, from kind of uh, the middle of Matt Smith's run. But then I realized, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I'm surprised by this. It's actually 11th hour, Matt Smith and Stephen Moffat's first episode of season five. Uh, that is just still my favorite. It's such a great introduction. So magical. It's uh got everything it's got a great monologue at the end uh it's just an excellent episode and with matt smith at his best um so yeah that's it for me how about you matt smith favorite episode matt smith um well i was certainly looking down the list and um 11th hour definitely stood out um but think I might go with um, Nightmare and Silver. Wow. <laughs> great. I, I, that's, that is a great choice because I know you like it and I, I know you know that I don't like it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we were just looking at a list before online where it's rated, what is it, one star? Yep, one star. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. But I think... Oh, but I love that you chose it because I think that's the spirit of Doctor Who. It's yep. it's really just it's such an up and down show and so subjective. Mm-hmm. You just got to find what what speaks to you and what stands out and what you like and and just go for it. So why do you like that episode in particular? Well, um, I'm a fan of um, Matt Smith and Matt Smith playing chess with himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, that really stands out for me. Great. And that is a Neil Gaiman episode, isn't it? Yes, indeed. And mm. also the Cyberman can um, turn his whole head around. <laughs> that's nice as well. I love that that's a reason <laughs> that you picked it. Brilliant. Very, very yeah. good. Um, yes. um, there's plenty more I have to say about Matt Smith, mm. but I feel it also falls into what I want to say about Peter Capaldi. Okay, so, so let's do yeah. favourite Capaldi episode now. Um, for me, it's quite a clear choice. It's Heaven Sent. A yeah. clear standout Capaldi episode. Um, how mm. about you? Nothing much else there, just Capaldi. Yeah, that's mm. right. Um, yeah, I was looking for the Capaldi list as well. And um, to be honest, there's not a whole lot that stands out in terms of episodes. Mm. Apart from maybe Time Heist and um, the one this season, The Eaters of Light. Yep, sure. They stand out a little bit more. The Davros ones stand out to me a bit too. Yes, yes, they do as well. Mm. But um, what I was going to say about um, all of Matt Smith and um, Peter Capaldi, really, 
was there are a lot of moments that I like and ideas that I like, mm-hmm. but I just don't feel they've been in the right episodes or executed the right way. And um, I was thinking earlier about an episode which I thought had a really good idea but wasn't quite executed well enough. And that was the Angels Take Manhattan. Mm, yeah. Um, and I quite like the idea of a book. And reading along with this book is the story basically unfolds in front of you. Right, yes. Um, so moments and ideas like that. And um, with Capaldi as well, I loved... Um, who was it? Maisie. Maisie Williams? Yes, her cameo is me. Her continuous cameo, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, moments like that, which are nice, but they don't really um, fit in the right episode or they don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A lot of those things were very kind of interesting, but. They didn't feel like they kind of emotionally worked. Mm. They didn't... And then something for you was the Rings of Akaton. Because mm. you loved that speech, that monologue at the end. Yep, and I loved the, the song that they sing. Yes, indeed. But the rest of the episode doesn't really cut it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird episode. Yeah. Like of all of Doctor Who, I think that's it's one of the weirdest, which is saying something. <laughs> mm. But but yeah, that's right. There can be amazing scenes in and and ideas in in these kind of very messy episodes. Yes. Um Yeah, like I just remember like Hellbent when it, I thought it started pretty amazing with the Doctor returning to Gallifrey and it was all of, uh, he's like confronting the Time Lords again and it was very crazy didn't know what was going to happen but then yes. it all just became a bit confusing and messy and we forgot who Clara was so I did <laughs> yeah mm. Mm. so yeah I think um, Capaldi will be remembered for a lot of great moments but Maybe not a lot of great episodes. That's right. I, yeah, I really hope Capaldi gets to return uh, within the next few years. Like they do a, a multi-doctor special. That would be great. Um, Indeed. Because I, I do just feel bad for him that he only ever had Stephen Moffat as showrunner. Um, I just wish he got a bit of someone else. <laughs> mm. Oh well. He he did well, and Moffat, despite me feeling often uh, at odds with his writing style, did well and mm. did a lot of a ton of interesting things. And yes, most of which were actually before he became showrunner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we were talking about favourite, all 
um, favorite Stephen Moffat episode, including all of them, we'd probably choose the the earlier ones, wouldn't we? Um, yes. Um, like Blink and... Well, Blink, but I would go with um, The Girl in the Fireplace. Ah, definitely. And I, I might go with Silence in the Library, to be honest. Yes, yeah. that was a very good one as well. Yeah. Mm. Great stuff. And The Forest of the Dead is... Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, well, I think that's bringing us to a close here. Yes. Uh, it is indeed closing time. <laughs> Wait, which why are you bringing another? up that episode? <laughs> didn't well, you like it, that one? No, I didn't. I didn't love it. Okay. But it had Matt Smith playing football. Wait, isn't that the other? That's the. Wait, no. That's the lodger. Oh, <laughs> uh, the lodger, yes. Closing time okay. doesn't even have that. The lodger is where Matt Smith plays football. Yeah. Okay, that's the one I like. <laughs> okay. With Matt just, Smith playing football, yeah. I just still can't help but get a bit worked up any time I remember closing time. I felt yeah. insulted by that episode because it was the season finale and it was nothing. No, it wasn't. It was like one before the season finale. Ah. Uh, what was the season finale? What season the was that? The Wedding of River Song. Ah, uh, yeah, that okay. Was six or seven. You're right. It was six, mm. I think. Um, yeah, and they had a really weird two-parter at the start and then only one part at the end. Yeah, that's right. And then the um, two-parter in the middle. That's right. It wasn't. I wasn't angry because this is the season finale. I was angry because, hey, next week is the season finale. Why aren't you setting it up? Yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, I get on with it. Yeah. Although... Um, with closing time, I do remember Matt Smith pa- playing with the toys. Yeah, that's all I remember as well, actually. Yeah. And he jumped through a window. That was all right. Did? Yeah, he jumped through a window. Actually, I'll see if that's on YouTube after we finish recording. Okay. <laughs> because now I just really want to watch that bit. Um, Indeed. <laughs> like I said before, a lot of good moments, but yeah. not great episodes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just like uh, I think probably still my favourite Peter Capaldi speech was that one in the Zygon episode. Oh, um, yes. Which was yeah, amazing. I, where they cut the audio as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. cut the background noise. Yeah, it's really quiet. That was, yeah. Um, that was excellent. Mm. Well, on that note... I think we better start saying goodbye for now. Goodbye uh, for now. <laughs> Do we actually know when um, Dot will be back? So season 11 premieres later this year. Um, I don't believe they've locked in the date, but okay. it's towards the later part of 2018. So yep. quite a while, unfortunately. So but we might get another split season, do you think? We might. I hope not. But... Mm. I, I like those full, go the whole way through yeah. seasons, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yes. Um, and yes, maybe we'll we'll be back as soon as there's a trailer or something. We'll we'll see how we go. Maybe. Yes. Um, or maybe a preview of. The s- yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but until then, 
Mm. Uh, or unless they do another spin-off like Class or Torchwood or something. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. Oh Ooh. no, wait, but that like they haven't even been filming anything, so yeah, that wouldn't happen out of the blue. <laughs> uh, anyway, what am I saying? That's it. Um, yep. um, I've been me, and he's been him. I've been me. Yep. Oh no, I've been me. And here to play us out is the 12th Doctor's theme. Because adios, 12th Doctor. And we'll catch you soon.